With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Brandon is not with me. He's off this weekend, but we are still a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't, and we are here vibing with you because you are vibing with us. Um, Yeah, I'd usually be telling somebody, asking somebody how they're doing, but that will have to hold off until tomorrow where we will have our buddy Josh Wolmer back on for another midday record. So let's go ahead and get right into it. I'm just going to go ahead and go around the league, talk about significant matchups from yesterday, um, a little bit about the game, not too much, and largely, um, again, what these series say. We talked about that with last night's show, what some of these series will mean going forward. And let's start with this Pirates-Baltimore game the Orioles win 1-0 in this one. Dean Kremer was not shaken by any means as he pitches six and a third, four hit shutout, only two strikeouts in it, but the bullpen comes through and seals the deal. They only allowed two hits between themselves in the basic, um, nearly three innings of work that they had between them. Mitch Keller receives the loss on the other side, six innings, eight hits, one earned, and that Earned came off of a Ramon Urias single, puts it into left field and scores Anthony Santander. Overall, another quality win for the fourth-placed team in the AL East. The team 
still so quietly, so amazingly quietly staying above. I mean, you know, we kind of, I feel like after the all-star break, once they got to that 500 record, we immediately shut down our minds about thinking about how the Orioles would be because, you know, we're like, all right, they got here. This is probably their hottest stretch of the year. They're not going to be able to possibly stay up at this level, stay up at this peak for too long, right? Well, we all turned off, turned our backs. They doubled down on reason to have us turn our backs as they go out and they make a couple of those trades. They send guys like Jorge Lopez out of town for more prospects. That trade, of course, with Minnesota. And all of a sudden now we look and we blink and they're still four games above 500. They're doing better than they were at the all-star break. And part of that is, again, being able to subvert expectations. I mean, Adley Rutschman is having a terrific start to his campaign. A Well, now, I guess, career 797 OPS to start here. We already knew the defensive numbers were going to be terrific. But, you know, a lot of times it does take guys – a while to adjust with the bat, but he's slashing 250, 356, 441. That's a 126 OPS plus already through 60 games. And through those 60 games, you're looking at a 2.4 war that would, if put out over 162 games, be a 6.6 war season. So reasonably as a catcher, you're not getting there. But if we're talking about you know, 124 games for a catcher in a season, then I'm going to ballpark it around five and a half war. And if you're giving me a five and a half war pace in your first year with still plenty of room to improve, when this guy gets to 27, 28, he is going to be a bad man. We haven't seen, I can't remember the last time a catcher won the MVP. Um, I'm going to look that up, but I can't, like, I'm, I'm struggling to think of anyone. If there's somebody big I'm missing, I'm going to kick myself. But yeah, it's been Buster Posey in 2012. That's right. I knew there wasn't somebody between there. Um, he slashes 336, 408, 549 for a 7.6 war that year. And again, it's just so much harder when you play so much less games than the rest of the group to be able to put yourself in that position. But they find he found a way. Life finds a way. Adley Rushman very well may find himself a way, and it's leading this team to very good things already. Moving over to Houston and Cleveland, the Guardians take a nine-three loss to the Astros. Uh, Valdez gets the win here, six and a third, seven hits, three earned. Um, again, another. Another good day at the office for him too. You know, you can't, you can't really, there's not a bad thing you can say about the depth this team has. I felt kind of silly. We talked a lot about before the trade deadline, when the rumors start coming out that the Astros might be trading out of their starting rotation. We all, you know, scoffed, like, why would you break up this terrific group? Completely forgetting that, you know, if you lose Jaco to Rizzi, Jaco to Rizzi is maybe a two-year solution at the position, you know, he's getting up there in age. You're not necessarily going to want to sign him to another contract when you already have a full rotation of five. That's perfect. So go out, get what you need from him. And that's exactly what they did here. You know, being able to get Will Smith 
getting a lefty for once into their bullpen and a lefty that really hasn't faced many American league hitters. So all of these guys that have come up and stayed up in the American league, you know, they're not going to have the same answers that the teams did this year so far. And that's why Will Smith has struggled so mightily in so many ways over the last, uh, this season, um, with a four five, excuse me, a four, three, eight ERA in 37 innings in Atlanta. That's up from a three, four, four with Atlanta last year. And of course, you know, some really, really good years in San Francisco, shutting things down for them. It's, this is just, again, great management, great moves all around and quiet, the quiet winners of the deadline. I know Brandon's not going to like me saying that, but look, you go out and you get the second best first baseman on the market. You go and get one of the better catchers that we didn't really know was going to be on the market. And you go and you get this type of bullpen help without really costing yourself much is a very good and efficient season the Braves and Mets also had their second tie of a five-game series this weekend and we will unfortunately not get the all-too-elusive five-game sweep as the Braves take this one nine to six the loss will go to Taiwan Walker who only made it one inning and gave up the first eight runs of the nine runs that Atlanta got this is a shelling we haven't seen from Taiwan Walker at all this year. Now you're talking about a nine and three guy, a guy who after giving up eight runs is still at a three, four, five ERA. You don't get that good of opportunities often. So now let's see five days from now, can he bounce back? Can he uh, get back into his mojo? Because if he can, then there's no, there's no worry. It's just one extra loss, which means nothing to, especially this team as they'll go out and they'll win the series. It still doesn't change the fact that this group was able to put up six runs against the Braves, get four off of Ian Anderson and the rest come out of that bullpen, including one off of Kenley Jansen, who's had a terrific year so far. In fact, both of them have been really off really solid pitchers. Dylan Lee so far this season, 28 innings, a .87 whip, and a 1.88 ERA to start his time with the Braves. Is this his rookie year? This is his second year, excuse me. He had two innings last year. So this is still a rookie eligible guy pitching very well for this team. And they got runs off of probably, yeah, the, probably two of the best pitchers that they could have faced in that scenario. Um, yeah, good job, Braves. But really all you did was give Edwin Diaz an off day. Um, so that certainly isn't going to work in your favor long-term, but let's move on as the series. I was one of the, probably the second most sought after series of the weekend after Braves Mets for me was Blue Jays twins. And the twins are continuing to prove that they they're worth here as they win in extras six to five. They of course let up the tying run. Um, Jorge Lopez gives it up in not his, not his debut, but, a few times through for them, I believe he gives up that tying run in the top of the ninth. Minnesota goes and walks it off on Jordan Romano in the 10th. And yeah, look, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty by any means, you know, you blow the lead, you let them score five unanswered runs to tie it up. 
that's never going to be a winning method, but you still were able to chase Jose Barrios in less than four innings, a guy you traded, a guy you didn't, again, you chose Byron Buxton over this guy and you're able to chase him early. That's definitely going to be a feel good for the guys that were around during that time. And, you know, maybe might've questioned that move hurt. A lot of people certainly question the move to choose Buxton over Barrios with all of his injury concerns. And, you know, you also got good performances from other guys. Tyler Molly's six innings for earned isn't anything to scoff at. Yes, there's a lot of room for improvement there, but he's a, he's a step in the right direction for that rotation. And all around, just Michael Fulmer, too, being able to go in and pitch in extras only allows one hit and strikes out three for them. Those are deadline moves making major impact. The Yankees also had a big test this weekend against the St. Louis Cardinals. They lose after they blow the game, blow a fourth, two one, excuse me, two run lead. Um, early they lead three to one, and they end up losing four to three after giving up runs in the sixth and then two in the eighth. I believe both of the two in the eighth came off of Clay Holmes, who finishes one inning, two hits, one walk two earned and two strikeouts. Nestor, still nasty, still dealing, but this team couldn't surround him with enough to get the win as they, again, still, you know, there's a lot of places you can look to say for a 70-win team, this is the poorest they've played all season. One would be Clay Holmes has looked very human over the last three weeks. And, you know, that's going to happen throughout the season, but you'd wish it was happening in a time when it was a little less turbulent for this group you know a lot of guys have struggled um and now all of a sudden you have to yeah you have to make some hard choices here and clay Holmes certainly isn't the one you're going to make but it's one you don't want to think about is what's going on with him not when you have a guy like josh donaldson who hasn't gotten hot since may not when you have aaron hicks who really is just taking up space in this lineup at this point you know one uh Stanton comes back. I just don't see a future for him getting into these lineups at that point. You've got some stuff to figure out and it's showing against good teams like the Cardinals Padres Dodgers. I believe I mentioned it a little bit yesterday, but it did not go well in any way, shape or form. Sean Manaya allows 10 hits, eight earned runs while striking out seven in four innings pitched. That's, that's not going to get it done against a team as good as the Dodgers. They just tore through this group, and the, the new-look Padres really just had no answer. I mean, Soto goes one for, one for three. Machado goes one for three. Bell goes one for three. You get very little from the rest of the lineup. Actually, they only had four hits, and the other one was Hassan Kim. So this, isn't, this was by, by no means a good performance from them. Tip of the cap to Tony Gonsolin goes out, gets his 13th win of the season, five innings, three hits, shutout with six strikeouts. The only run came against Will Bickford in the – Will Bickford, right? Phil Bickford. Jeez. Um, it was close enough. We've got it. Um, but he – they, of course, you know, garbage time runs. No one's going to really care too much on another good win for the Dodgers, proving that no matter what you're really doing – with this team with Tatis, I still don't think is deep enough to truly slug it with the Dodgers series after series. You know, in a game, in a seven game series, you know, 
we all know not, a lot of things can happen, but we'll have to wait and see what exactly. Let's move to the final game I wanted to talk about today, and that is the Mariners' little hot run here. I believe it was 13 games. Um, ends here with a 4-3 loss to the Los Angeles Angels. These all come relatively late as LA puts two runs on Seattle in the ninth inning, only for them to have to tie it up with three more in the bottom. LA is able to add that extra runner, that ghost runner on second, score him in the 10th, and Seattle cannot do so as Herget gets his second save of the season. That is Jimmy Herget, who I'm assuming is now the, uh, assuming the closer role after Rafael Iglesias's trade out this year. This is his third season and pretty clearly his best through 39 innings, 3.43 ERA and 36 strikeouts. So, you know, not the crazy 10 run or 10 strikeout performances, but it gets the job done. Um, one more thing I wanted to talk about before we go, just a little fun thing. We got to do a little bit of, um, MLB player birthdays, starting with the guy who's also in the news, uh, Hunter Green. Happy birthday. He's turned 23, and he's also headed to the IL with the shoulder strain. But to touch on him, you know, this has been overall a semi-successful start to his career because you're getting a lot of what you expected from him. He's not certainly not showing a lot of major gaps. He does have a 526 ERA. He does have an 88 ERA+. plus. Neither of those are good. They are quite terrible, but you know what? You're getting the home run rate that you expected from him. He does throw, as we call it, the bat finder. He gets clobbered when you, you throw bad pitches at that speed, but he's also getting with that 11 strikeouts per nine, which a lot of teams are going to be very willing to work with. Cincinnati, definitely. This isn't a project that they should be giving up on by any means. In other birthdays, we have Wilmer Flores, who quietly has been having the best season of his career this year. He turns 31. Yes, the Venezuelan turns 31 today, is slashing 251, 332, 449 on the year. That roughly comes out to what he was doing for the Giants back in 2020, but the defensive value has also been a little more heightened throughout all of that. He ends up at a 1.5 war through the hundred games. So you figure by the end of the season, he'll be doing pretty clearly the best of his career because over a full season stretch, his best career war is 1.7 in a season. That was last year. So it really makes me wonder, you know, you've got a clear utility guy. He's been able to play all across the infield. How did this guy not get snatched up by any number of teams as the giants looked to sell this exact type of guy? You know, you, you make that trade with the um, with that team, you know, with the Mets um, that sends Darren Ruff out, a guy who is able to play a couple of different positions, absolutely clobbers guys on splits. And this is a little bit more of a well-rounded version. He's not going to necessarily impress that much with the bat, but a lot of teams would be looking for this type of above average utility guy, I would think. The last guy we do have to talk about is Jake McGee, who has fallen on hard times as he celebrates his 36th birthday. He, this season, has a, th- a 6.92 ERA through 26 innings with the Giants and the Brewers. 
I would have to think that his season is over, you know, strikeout numbers way down as well. Uh, hit numbers massively up. He's just, he has been, he's been battered, bruised, harassed this season. And it's really, it, it's tough to watch for a guy who had been so good for quite a long time, but I can't necessarily say it's the end for him. I'm not ready to put the nail in the coffin and one reason only this is a former Ray. And this is a Ray that did very well within that system and with that team during the six years that he was there. So in my head, I have to sit here and think, you know, he's proven he can do it elsewhere. He's proven he can do it there. If I'm the Rays, there's no way I don't offer this guy a minor league deal next year and see if I can fix him back up because what else does Tampa do well other than put together reliever projects? But that'll be it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on all forms of social media at MLB Daily Pod. And Josh and I will be back to talk with you manana. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 